Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it after the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 25, 50, 45. Here goes Davis. Oh, my God. This is going running all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. And tonight, hey, it was BYOG bring your own guts. And they brought some guts and some heart, and they never quit until the last one. Kick is blocked. Kick it to the podcast the purpose of every podcast is to make money i have an mba securities licenses clients net worth uh 50 million and above and the reason i say that is because we use business and financial concepts in order to pick these games and uh we've been very successful last week we were close to 70 percent want to get 80% college football and we're about $8,000 profit coming off $51,000 profit last year. Now we lose a lot of business concepts, but the most important one is that if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. So we got uh, Chad Nolan played college football, Southern Missouri state. Now he's an arena league superstar. His brother, Starting quarterback at Oregon State. Going to come back this week against Utah. Uh, pro football focus until last week. Did a pro football focus, number one QB. So, Chad, what are your first words as you start introducing these games for us today? Man, it's uh, it's another week of football, man. Another, another amazing weekend of football season. Got some college games going on right now got some college football tomorrow then we get to get a, a nice nfl slate on sunday so man i'm, I'm looking forward to uh, the weekend of watching football and making some money right. watching football and making money so if you are going to use our picks to pay the rent on monday august 4th or august october 4th because you told your landlord you're going to pay them on the 4th don't parlay at each game individually using equals amounts of money. All right, Chad, what's the first game we're going to talk about today? All right, first game, we got Arkansas at home against Roll Tide, plus 17 and a half. So, yeah, me and Josh, man, we bet this one early. We liked Arkansas in this spot. Um, now they got their plus one. They got probably the best running quarterback in the SEC, um, which is, you know, kind of can give Saban some fits here. Um, so, you know, that's, that, that's huge, you know, home environment and, you know, Bama just, you know, I don't think they really have the deep threats. Um, you know, they don't have the Waddles and the Devonte Smith. They're missing those, those type of guys this year. So that's going to keep them a little closer in games and it's going to stop them from really, you know, blowing teams out and really getting those big 80 yard chunk plays. So what do you think about that one, Josh? Exactly. I mean, I made that mistake in the NFL game. Certainly in the season, uh, Nick Satan, I call him Satan because look at Tua, right? These Alabama guys have so many concussions, they want to get into the NFL. Their head's not right, literally. Uh, but 
he can afford to lose a game in early in the season. Uh, Belichick, uh, Carroll, Nick Satan, who basically all run the same defense. They don't account for the quarterback. They're like, they don't think the quarterback can actually beat them. And we don't care about who's going to win. We care about the spread, 17 points and a half in our Kansas. And the talent level, uh, the Sam Pittman, the head coach at uh, Arkansas has, and we use fundamental analysis. Like, you're going to see it now that the stock market is changing. Fundamental analysis versus technical analysis. Fundamental analysis has gotten people rich. Technical analysis hasn't. And the main tenet of fundamental analysis is corporate governance, right? And the coaches in college football control so much that we study them a lot. We know a lot about them and the coaching staffs. Not just idle knowledge, it's knowledge to make money right now, right? So looking at a really good 70, 80% Friday night, you can always follow our Twitter feed and get those picks for free. So uh, I forgot his name, it's either KJ or AJ Jefferson. Yeah, K KJ, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Art Browse's son, Kendall Browse, is the offensive coordinator. He should be in jail, but he's offensive coordinating for a million dollars over there at our Kansas, like my wife says, because she's from Florida, we call it our Kansas. Uh, the other thing to look at is the talent level. And those paid players, a million dollars per recruit at Texas A&M, uh, they had them beat last week. And Sam Pittman, always has 15 scholarship offensive linemen. That means he controls the game with that offensive line. So look at Arkansas. If you can get him plus 18, do that. But a lot of people are going to be betting Arkansas. Make sure you get him over that key number of 14. What's the next game, Chad? Next game, we got Iowa plus 11 at home against Michigan. Revenge game. Iowa has shut down the whole offense until this game. They lost 42 to three last year in the big championship. championship. Yeah. Kurt LaFrance has been coaching there 26, 27 years. His son's the offensive coordinator, offensive line coach. Almost every single year, Kurt LaFrance, or France, whatever his name is, gets an NFL lineman into the NFL again. Another, you know, control freak maniac head coach that all he cares about is that offensive line, right? What is the offensive line going to do? It's going to control the game. And new offensive schemes they showed up will keep uh, Michigan off balance. People are betting the 2021 Michigan team, not the 2022 the developmental style of Michigan. Uh, the backup quarterbacks playing for Michigan. Uh, Iowa always has a good defense. In uh, 27 years ago, job Kurt LaFrance had before the Iowa job, he was the offensive coordinator, I believe, offensive line coach with the Cleveland Clowns with Bill Belichick with the head coach and Nick Satan with the defensive coordinator. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I love it, man. I think uh, got a total revenge game. You're at home. You're getting 11 points. You got, you got to love that. At home, too. And Harbaugh runs the ball as much as service academies do. What's the next game we're going to look at, Chad? Next game, we got Illinois 
on the road with some extra rest against Wisconsin, plus seven. This is all you, man. This is all your pick. I'm going to bet yeah. it sort of blindly. I did a lot of research on it. Yeah, here, um, I think I think you put the under in the spreadsheet as well on this one, right? No, what is the under on that? 44. Yeah, that's going to be under for sure. Yeah. We like the under here, and we, I mean, Illinois, um, they've had a bye week, and they played a FCS school, Chattanooga. They're coming off two weeks here of rest. Um, defense has been lights out all year. Chase Brown, best back that I've seen in, in FCS football this year. My favorite back to watch. They're going to run the ball. Uh, they're going to have some running success here. Uh, it's going to be a lower scoring game, dog fight, and, um, you know, I, I just I just think that uh, Illinois is is really going to shock people this year. They they got a lot of talent. They're much improved, and uh, they're good on both sides of the ball here. Getting seven points in this game, I think they can win this game outright. It's going to be a low scoring, close game. Give me the seven points. All right, I like that a lot too, and I like the fact that Bill uh, you know Vilma coming from the SEC, he's doing SEC dirty tricks there giving himself basically a double buy. I haven't seen that in a while, where his team basically had one real game in three weeks. You get a normal bye week, and then they played Chattanooga on the Thursday night, where the starters played really light rotations. So it's going to be a fresh team against uh, Wisconsin. If Wisconsin loses to Washington State, that tells you their their talent level is mic'd up. Where it's still a middle year for Washington, uh, Wisconsin. What's the next game? We're going to tackle Chad. Our next game is Purdue plus twelve at Minnesota here, and the under fifty two. Um, you know, Minnesota is not a team that's really built to cover big spreads here. They're playing a lot of six-year seniors. Who the talking about Minnesota? Minnesota's playing a lot of six-year seniors. Uh, PJ Fleck, salesman think short-term, businessman think long-term. He has a style to kind of win every game by a touchdown. He's going against Purdue. Purdue has they started the season with nine guys coming back on offense, almost ten coming back on defense. Coach Jeff Rom's making almost eight million dollars a year. They're two and two right now. I think they're going to be a little bit beat up because they played uh, FAU last week, and we know that FAU they start spring practice in February and and end in mid March, so the players can lift from mid March all the way till August. So FAU is just a bigger team to play, no matter how, how good or bad they are under Willie Taggart. And this is, I think, Willie Taggart's third year there. So that's a big football team they played. They only beat FAU by two. They're probably beat up, so that's why I don't think they're going to win this game. But since it's a big 10 game, since it, there is a big talent advantage. Now, those six-year seniors for uh, Minnesota, fifth-year seniors, redshirt guys, all those guys as transfers, the way they win is by being very disciplined with their technique. And not making the mistakes, right? They're not going to get a punt blocked. They're not going to throw the pick six or whatever. So that lends to a team like Purdue being able to cover in this situation and keeping the game under. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. I love. I think you know. I I I've been big on Purdue all year. 
Um, I think they got got some good weapons. Man, O'Connell is a solid quarterback. Um, I definitely think offensively here that they're going to be able to, to, to score enough to cover 12 points. Um, you know, they're a team offensively. I think they're really going to be really good as a dog here in this spot. And just Minnesota as a team is, is a team that's just trying not to make mistakes and beat you by a touchdown. Just they're stylistically, they're not a team here. Um, they're not built, you know, they're not trying to blow this team out. They're trying to win, control the clock, time of possession, and win this game by, you know, seven points. So love it, man. Love it. Next game we got. Um, Money tomorrow. We're going up to Lawrence, Kansas. Taking those Jayhawks plus three and a half against Iowa State at home. Yeah, I know. And people are betting uh, the 2021 Iowa State Cyclones, not your 2022 Cyclones. They got to watch because it's number one rule of betting, and we'll have the top 10 rules of betting on the episode notes. So you can read them. But number one rule of betting is don't bet your own teams or teams that you have an, an affinity with that uh, you like, right? Or that you know a player on the team. I know that. TJ Tampa, I know his dad uh, is on my Facebook, uh, went to the same school I went to, coached by people I played with in Lakewood High, went to high school at Lakewood High. Uh, he's on Iowa State, so I got to watch overvaluing Iowa State. But I think people are betting uh, the last year's Iowa State, not this year's Iowa State. And they're betting last year's Kansas, not this year's Kansas. I read it in the LA Times. People can read it. Good article on Jalen Daniels from a gang-infested South Bay area where I used to live. So I got to watch that. And this kid, where I used to live, over there in Lenox. He's from Lenox, Inglewood, Crenshaw area. You know, where Missy Hustle got shot. That's where this kid's from. Now he's at, at, at Kansas. He, some people are saying he could be a Heisman Trophy guy. I like uh, Lance Leopold. He made me a lot of money at Buffalo when he was in the match. So both these guys, uh, I have a lot of affinity with. I have to watch myself to make sure I don't overvalue my own opinion or value what they're going to do in the situation. But again, Iowa State doesn't have a lot of talent. I saw them against Iowa. Again, Iowa basically playing half a team, right? Because they not they did not want to show their offense ahead of the uh, Michigan game, which is more value to them, right? So in this situation, getting points over a key number plus four give me the Kansas Jayhawks football. Plus four against Iowa State. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, I like this one, man. Kansas is undervalued. The wrong team is favored here. Um, you know, the, the people aren't adjusting to Kansas. They're getting three points at home against the Iowa State team that hasn't done much this year. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is a total market inefficiency. The wrong team's favored. You gotta love Lance Leopold. Great corporate governance um, to a Kansas team that is freaking rolling right now. Um, getting three points out, getting four points at home. So I love it, man. Yeah, that's Curtis license, big money in finance. So that's picked up on, which is very important. Market inefficiencies, because just like fundamental analysis, people have gotten rich just 
exploited market inefficiencies, even if it's real estate, buying a cheap house and flipping it, or buying a cheap house and renting it, right? It's cheap. So you're saying that it should be worse than what you're paying for it. So we look, we watch so much football between Chad and I. Chad's in his late 20s. I'm in my early 50s. <laughs> so between Chad and I, we watched uh, probably 60 years of football. So you learn a thing or two. So you learn to spot a market inefficiency and exploit it to pay for things, right? Not just idle stuff. We're paying for things with this knowledge. What's the next thing I'm going to hand it to chat? UConn plus 25 at home playing Fresno State coming across the country with a backup quarterback. <laughs> it, it going against, remember, corporate governance, uh, NFL coach. We're seeing what an NFL coach could do. Uh, NFL coach is coaching Boise State. Boise State's offense sucked all year long, and now they go on an explosive 28 points in the second half. Why? Because Dirk Cutter, former NFL coach, former head coach at Arizona State, you know, head coach Tampa Bay, offensive coordinator Atlanta, knows what he's doing versus people who don't, you know. And people who don't get hired all the time, you know, it's a $137 million market. So with that being said, Jim Mora is an NFL professional coach. Fresno State, they're not world beaters. They're coached by a great coach, Jeff Tefford, that kind of has them playing above their head. Uh, getting a lot of points. I don't even know if Fresno State wants to win by more than 25 points. They just want to go in there, not get their players hurt, play a good game, get a nice 31-24 win, which for us means a nice cover. And you never bet without doing your research, right? You know, you go online, you go to, you know, CBS Sports, uh, follow the Twitter feeds of the different teams, the beat writers, and then I have a couple other sources. Always do your research. So I research this game. I feel comfortable going with UConn plus 25. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, I love it, man. You got a team traveling across the country, um, you know, with backup quarterback. They're just trying to get this win and get back home. They don't, they're not trying to do it in any type of fashion. So I, I think it's a good spot to uh, highest probability of this outcome is, is UConn being able to cover 25 points at home. So I like it. Exactly. All right, next game. We're getting to our, we got four games left. We're going four Pac 12 games. Right, because we're on the West Coast. Chad's brother plays for a Pac-12 team. It makes a lot of sense for us to bet all the Pac-12 games, uh, learn from our mistakes if we have them, feel the pain of them, and then the last three weeks of the season go undefeated and make you a lot of money. What's the first? Uh, uh, first Pac-12 game we're tackling here is ASU, Arizona State at USC getting 26 points. And we like ASU here getting plus 26, under 60 here. Um, you know, we got... Well, you got some fresh reports, right? Because let me know what you think, Chad, because your brother played USC. They played him last year. And on that USC uh, too deep, the chance played last year, uh, about 16 of those guys are the same. Only around three or four starters on USC were different. USC's defense has not done well all year. 
Your brother went up and down the field on them. Uh, they haven't stopped anybody. Uh, so they're not world beaters on defense. On offense, uh, you rush three, you drop eight. And really, that really gave Oregon State a chance. And Fresno State wasn't really that out of it. Uh, so Marvin Lewis, who won the Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator and no offense. Remember, Trent Dilfer was the quarterback. But 20 years ago, 25 years ago, Marvin Lewis won the Super Bowl without a quarterback. Then he goes to the Bengals, gets the Bengals, the cheapest franchise in the NFL, into the playoffs six years. Now he's the defensive coordinator for Arizona State. Maybe not the official guy, but he's the defensive analyst, assistant head coach. Now they have, literally, they have a high school coach. The head coach of Chandler, Arizona High School is now the head coach, interim head coach at Arizona State. So he, he's not going to be able to tell Martin Lewis to how to do anything. It's like, I'm an NFL coach. You're a high school coach. What have you won, right? So Marvin Lewis is going to take over this defense uh, even more than he had before. And I like them to not lose by 25 points and keep this under 60. Does that make this sense to you, Chad? Yeah, I, I love it, man. Marvin Lewis um, bringing that NFL style here. Right. Um, you know, I think this one, it's just too many points here. I, I mean, it's way too many points. I mean, Arizona State did lose Herm Edwards. I know they got the interim head coach, but um, I think that's I think that's they're they're over they're devaluing uh, they're o overemphasizing here on this line the loss of Herm. Okay. Um, they're they're moving the line too much. Um, it's a it's an overreaction in my opinion. This line is is at least six seven points too high. Um, so yeah, I, I I love I love Arizona State here, especially just stylistically running the ball. Um, they can keep this one close and, and keep it under for sure. So I like like those a lot. Yeah, the the other side of the coin is, too, uh, Emory Jones. Emory Jones is a more experienced quarterback than one. He's started more games. He's been in more games. And I'd say he's better than him. They're going to win the game. But uh, Emory Jones can do a good showing against a mediocre USC defense. What's the next game, Chad? All right, we're going up to Washington State. Wazoo. Minus four against Cal over 53 is what me and Josh are, are thinking. Cal played really good defense. Um, this year, Justin Wilcox always gets defensive backs into the NFL. But the problem is, is, is depth. So now when you get into like the fifth game of the season, guys are, you know, playing beat up. They played at Notre Dame a couple uh, of weeks ago. Um, I, you know, they probably were beat up that game. They, they played a game last week that's sort of like a shootout game. It's not really Cal style, but that happens when you start like losing players. Uh, Washington State beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin. And last week they had Oregon beat. They just made mistakes. I love their quarterback, Cameron Ward from, um, Incarnate word. <laughs> it was root for the underdogs, and this is a guy who was playing FBS last year. Somebody saw Spark in him and knew somebody at Washington State, and now uh, he's lights out. Quarterback can make three first downs with his legs. They win 70%. And this guy is actually a passer as well. So he's a passer, running, beat defenses fast. 
Uh, you got a problem back there? Uh, I like the new young head coach at Washington State. You know, even though he's a defensive guy, he knows that where he's at right now, there, sometimes he's going to have to get in a shootout. He has a quarterback to do it. Good job recruiting. A lot of good athletes out there. Uh, I think this is the type of game where Justin Wilson-Cox plays tight rotations and kind of saves his guys for the next home game at Cal. So give me uh, Washington State and the overs. What do you think, Jack? Yeah, no, I like it a lot, man. Um, you know, the number's kind of low here. I think, you know, there will be a, a you know, these, these both these teams will be able to score. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, Washington State's in a, you know, in a good spot. You know, like I back at home, had Oregon beat last week. Um, you know, have a, a lot weaker opponent coming in here. I think it's a good spot for them to bounce back, get that taste out of their mouth, mouth and win this game by, you know, a touchdown or two. All right, go, moving on. We are at the two later games. We have Colorado at Arizona, and we are thinking Colorado plus the 17 and a half over the 57 here. Uh, Colorado has not covered any game this year. They're the worst team basically in college football, the worst team I've ever seen. Except for last week with Brian McCown, uh, both his dad and um, both his dad and his uncle played in the NFL, the McCown family. He looks like an NFL quarterback straight off the bat. Uh, he played well against UCLA. He's going to get team, uh, he's going to uh, reps with the first team offense. So I like that a lot. So I like, uh, Arizona has no talent really. Uh, Deloria is hit or miss. And Colorado needs to win. And they have more motivation with the new quarterback game getting in there. So I like them to kind of backdoor cover right at the end against Arizona to cover the 18, definitely by a point because Colorado, the definition of a loser team. But really, Arizona should not be favored by 17 points against anybody. Yeah. No, yeah, I love this one, man. I think this one's going to kind of get into a little bit of shootout. Arizona showed us last week against Cal. They don't mind getting a shootout. And Delora played that style of, at Washington State last year a little bit. So I think this one does get over late for sure. It's going to sneak over. Um, you know, both both defenses are, are pretty average here. You know, Colorado, where you know, has got a new quarterback in there. Offense looking, looking like it's moving a little better. Um, you know, last week, uh, no, they, they were able to put up some points, I think, let me double check. I think they put up about 17 points last week against UCLA. 45-17. Um, yeah, 45-17. So they got it going. They got it going a little bit offensively. And I think they'll be able to score 21-24 here. Uh, cover cover this spread and get this one to go over. So I, I mean I, I like this one a lot, man. Arizona has no business um, you know, being favored. Like Josh said, Colorado's 0-4 against the spread right now. And you know, at it's returned to the mean, man. No exactly. team goes, you know, eight, the 80% is the highest a team could even go against the spread in the perfect world. And usually it's more, you know, 60 to 65 is your best percentages of the best teams against the spread will be about 60 to 65. So man, return to the mean here is, is huge. Colorado's got to cover a game. They, they, you know, Vegas is, they're not going to lose every game and not cover. So going, I mean, here against Arizona, who's, 
who's, I mean, not, I mean, is, is a rebuilding team here. Um, you know, they lost to an FCS school this year, man. They almost lost to North Dakota state, you know, this year as well. Um, you know, they, uh, you know, it's a good spot here for Colorado to get their first cover. You know, that's, and when you look at probability theory, the highest percent is 80%. They're 0-4. Therefore, they hit this one. They go 1-4. That is 20% that they've, you know, they've won. So, you know, looking at probability theory, looking at the 80-20 rule, um, you know, this is a good spot for Colorado to cover this spread. And I got a tip years ago. When second year of Jameis Winston at Florida State, they're saying, hey, Winston, uh, Jameis Winston's cousins, over here, Benny, whoever Florida State plays. And, and James Winston was throwing those interceptions to help the other team cover. I'm not saying Jake Deloria is doing that. It just seems like he, <laughs> just seems like he's doing that. It'll be interesting if he throws a couple pick sixes against uh, against Colorado. Like he did in that Sun Bowl. What's the next game, Chad? Last game, uh, Stanford. Is up at Oregon, and we got Stanford plus the 17, uh, seven or plus 18, 17 and a half, 18, and then, uh, under, under 63, Josh. Is that what we're going with? Yeah, under 63. Uh, Stanford's because, only way to stay in this game is slow it down and run the ball, right? Exactly. And Dan, Dan Lanning was the offensive uh, defense coordinator at Georgia. So he didn't like that game last week where it was a complete shootout. Trying to change the culture at Oregon. Going to play a team that wants to play in a phone booth. Uh, Stanford quarterback is an NFL type quarterback. He'll make the right plays, but make the right plays, you know, five yards for a first down, keep the ball in play, snap the ball, you know, slap, snap the ball with, you know, two or three seconds. As bad as people think. Stanford is, that's the style of game you're going to have to play, right? Shorten the game, run the football, play zone on defense, get a turnover, and then get the ball to, you know, to run out time. So what, what that means, so that means covering a high spread, covering a high spread, and getting the under 63. Yep. I got, I got one more pick. This is just all me right here, just from kind of looking at stuff from right now but uh man boston college is just god awful they are the worst team in the acc um i like louisville going to boston college minus the 13 and a half i think louisville can win this game by three or four touchdowns and go away with it um boston college last week got smoked 44 to 14 uh by boston college um they didn't cover against Maine and FCS school. Ah. Uh, they only won that game 38 to 17. They lost to Virginia Tech 27 to 10, and Virginia Tech is god awful. Right. And then they they choked the first game against Rutgers here at home. So man, that quarterback with the plus one, Malik Cunningham, great athlete. Um Louisville's offense is is gonna score here. They're gonna score 35 here. I just don't think that Boston College is gonna be able to keep pace. Um, you know, right now, Louisville has even played such a harder schedule. You know, they've, um, they've, you know, they played Syracuse the first game, got rolled. They went down to UCF and won a tough one. And then they lost a heartbreaker to Florida State at home. Um, and they rolled South Florida last week. So Florida State's a, or, or Louisville is just a lot more battle tested here in this spot. 
And I think they're going to be able to 13 and a half, get it under that key number of 14. Louisville wins this game by two touchdowns and cashes that one for you. Right. Uh, I painfully watched that game last week. Uh, you know, after, you know, USF played Florida close. Got to wonder how good Florida is. <laughs> the USF <laughs> went toe to toe with them. And then, uh, you, you, you know, USF has a really horrible quarterback and defense was on the field all game long, and they had no shot against Louisville. So Louisville exactly didn't really have to play their starters much in the second half. So they're going to be fresh going up there to BC, and BC hasn't shown anything. So, man, I would agree with you on that. Cool, cool. That's all we got. That wraps us up for the night. All right, so you don't have to pay Action Sports $300, right? Uh, you get more than – information that you need or can process here with us on the podcast and when you give one you get 10 back it's not philanthropy or religion it's business because that's why we give out things for free and we get a lot back we get a lot of good feedback and ideas from other people how to do stuff and make money so it pays for itself so winston churchill said you make a living from your labor but you make a life from what you give Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast Network. Dude. That's why this one cost us $800, and that cost $200. And I don't know what that cost, I'm just shit to work. That's why I'm wearing boots and shoes, and I roll my butt, and I get a limousine stuck out there a mile long.